Herb Rodriguez, CBS News. What is the difference between insurance companies? This is Jerry Weems with Weems Insurance Agency. Trying to determine the proper insurance coverage, we work with the top national and regional insurance companies to help you identify the right type of policy and the proper level of protection. Call me today at 573-701-9300 to see how our insurance solutions will give you peace of mind and affordable price. 573-701-9300. Twins Barbecue and Grill in Farmington has you covered for delicious barbecue, smoked wings, brisket, pulled pork and chicken, plus their amazing smash burgers and all your other favorites like loaded Dorito nachos and Philly cheesesteaks. If in the mood for something else, try the new Berea and El Pastor menus. Twins Barbecue sources locally raised beef and fresh ingredients next to Huddle House in Farmington open Wednesday and Thursday 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday 11 to 9, and Sunday 11 to 5. And for catering, go to twinsbarbecueandgrill.com. AM 1240 KFMO. The start of your day begins with the start. I need my news, weather, and sports. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting. Weather at 12 and 40 every hour. I'm Jared Pettis. We check sports. And now the start on AM 1240 KFMO. All righty. Well, how are you today? Good morning to you, I should say. It is seven minutes after eight o'clock from AM 1240. Wow. What is the next hour going to bring? Well, it's going to bring Greg Beavers to our airwaves, the city administrator of Farmington, and it will bring Chris Dinkins, state representative for the 144th district, to the airwaves as well. Now, <laughs> here's one for the books, and I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't, you know, kind of laugh at that because I saw this headline: TV news crew robbed at gunpoint during story about robberies. Okay. Let's see what that's about. A TV news crew in Chicago was robbed at gunpoint while they were doing a story about robberies. A reporter and a camera operator for Univision were preparing to go live when three guys in ski masks pulled guns on them and took their equipment. The reporter, who was covering a rash of armed holdups, calls it total irony. And I wonder if these gentlemen who robbed the crew heard them before they went on the air and said to themselves hey these guys are going to do a story about robberies why don't we rob them (laughs) and it happened anyway cops are now checking pawn shops for a 22 pound video camera that requires a college degree to use well maybe but they are looking for the uh, stolen equipment that's for sure and uh I don't know. The French Bulldog, have you heard about him? He survived after eating 11 rubber ducks. Okay. (laughs) Oh, this is insane. The owner of a French Bulldog in China noticed that her dog was acting funny. She also noticed some of the rubber duckies she collected were missing, so she took the pup to the veterinarian. X-rays showed at least five of the ducks in his tummy his abdomen so when they went in for surgery they pulled out 11 now the dog is fine i hope she puts them on a higher shelf from now on so the dog doesn't try to eat the ducks see that's the key in any situation where you have a dog that likes to you know if dogs are funny they really love their masters and mistresses okay 
they really like us a lot. So when we leave and leave them by themselves or even with other dogs in the house, if we don't do something for them before we go, we could come home and find stuff all torn apart and ripped up and the couch cushions are torn up and everything. And I've been reading this book about why dogs do things they do. And apparently, the dog really misses you. And they're afraid you're not coming back when you leave. So they get really worried. And they start to do things like collect stuff that you own and pile it up in a floor or put it on the bed and they'll sit next to it. They want to recreate the you experience, I guess. And then they get excited. They start chewing some of this stuff and, you know, it just goes from there. And unfortunately, they're, they're just worried about you. They love you and that's kind of a weird way to show it, but that's apparently what's happening. So put your stuff up, okay? Don't leave that brand new phone in that brand new case that your dog just loves to sniff laying where the dog can reach it. Put it up. I think this lady probably learned her lesson, and maybe her dog did too. So next time, just don't go after the ducks or anything that's within reach that you shouldn't have. Okay, Frenchie? I'm talking to the bulldog here. So I'm just glad he's safe. So it's time for news, and that's next at KFMO. Kevin Ball's Auto Body, the most recommended in the parkland. The definition of recommended is to be worthy of trust, and they don't take that lightly. They treat your vehicle like it's their own. Your neighbors, your family, and your friends are now satisfied customers because you recommended them. When you need collision repair, don't just take it anywhere. Take it to Kevin Ball's Auto Body in Park Hills, the most recommended. Because your car hasn't looked this new since it was new. Kevin Ball's Auto Body, the most recommended by far. Hey Jody, how are you? Hi Ginger, I'm still looking for care for my mom. She really wants to stay at home. Call Gentiva Personal Care. They can send her a caregiver that will help her with all of her activities of daily living so that she can remain independent in her own home. What's the cost? Gentiva will help find funding. They utilize Medicaid, VA, Fed Assist, long-term care insurance, and private pay options. I'll call them today. Call 573-431-6599 or visit them in person at 751 Maple Valley Drive in Farmington for a free assessment. Local news you can trust. This is the Parkland's Freedom Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Here's Mike Ramsey. Good morning. It's Tuesday, August 29th, and it's 11 minutes after 8 o'clock. In our newscast, we're going to hear more about the Missouri Job Center of Park Hills working with a business in Lettington to hire more workers. Parkland Health Center officials looking to the future after a big groundbreaking ceremony for an office building. And leaders of the athletic department at Mineral Area College in Park Hills are holding a golf tournament September 22nd that will benefit the MAC athletic department. The athletic director of Mineral Area College, Jim Gerwitz, says the tournament is put together by MAC Athletics and MAC Athletics Boosters. Just try to get some funding for our sports, and uh, and it's been pretty good the last couple of years. The afternoon flight is already full, so we do have spots open left in the morning. Uh, tea time, I, I think we're at 7 and then 1 o'clock. So. Sign up for the remaining spots by calling Gerwitz at 573 518 2134.
Parkland Health Center officials are looking to the future. They had a groundbreaking ceremony Monday afternoon in Farmington for a 30,000 square foot medical office building. The president of Parkland Health Center, Annette Schnabel, says in addition to their primary care offices, they'll have additional services in the new facility. We're also going to have x-ray in here, we'll have lab in here, and we'll also have our new retail pharmacy. So we actually just opened our retail pharmacy in June of this year, but we'll be moving it into the new building. The building is projected to cost about $23 million and will occupy one portion of the recently acquired seven-acre property adjacent to the hospital. Construction of the new building is scheduled to begin tomorrow with a targeted completion date of November of 2024. The Missouri Job Center at Park Hills is working with the Brickhouse Social, a new business in Lettington, to hire workers. A business outreach regional trainer for the Southeast region with the Job Center, Deborah Thompson, says you don't have to have professional skills for these jobs. They are looking to fill a lot of positions, from hostess to, to cook to axe thrower coach. And the good thing about these jobs is that they're on-the-job training. For more information on these positions, contact Brickhouse Social in Lettington or visit the Missouri Job Center at Park Hills on Parkway Drive. And that's news from AM 1240. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting for KFMO News from the Collins News Desk. It's Tuesday, August 29th, 814. Let's see what's happening weather-wise. We have fair skies right now and a temperature of 63 degrees. Today it's going to be sunny. A high of 85 is expected. Plus, we'll have mostly clear skies tonight and a low of 64. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 80. Stay tuned. We have sports next with Jared Pettis at AM 1240. So check our website as well. That's KFMO.com. It's time for a look at sports. I'm Jared Pennis on the local side. A lot of teams beginning their high school volleyball season. That includes the Potosi Lady Trojans and West County Lady Bulldogs. It was played at West County High School. Potosi wins it in straights 25-14, 25-21, 25-9. In fact, all but one contest was won in straights. That one being the Fredericktown Lady Black Cats beating the Herculaneum Black Cats 25-11, 20 325, 25-17, 25-7. The rest go in straights. North County falls to Hillsboro 24-16-19. Jackson beats last season's Class 3 third place finisher St. Genevieve 15-9-15. Bismarck sweeps Marquand 7-5-19. And Arcadia Valley sweeps Kingston 13-4-11. And the St. Paul Lutheran Lady Giants fall to St. Vincent 25-14-25-11-25-10. The North North County Lady Raiders on the softball diamond were in DeSoto. They lost that one 12-8. While the Fredericktown Lady Black Cats were at home against Jefferson, they win it 9-5. In girls tennis, Fredericktown topped Charleston 9-0 as well. And boys soccer, St. Paul played host to Westwood Baptist. Today on the local side, a broadcast doubleheader, softball, volleyball, and it starts with the Festus Tigers at Farmington Knights. The Knights open up a new field, Ragsdale Field, at Ingler Park in Farmington. They cut the ribbon on that just before first pitch at 4.30. Our pregame coverage starts at 4 o'clock on AM 1240 KFMO. Our second broadcast of the night on the volleyball side also features the Knights when Farmington hosts Cape Notre Dame. That one has an expected start time around 6.30. We'll have coverage starting as soon as the softball game between the Festus Tigers and Farmington Knights concludes. Again, coverage of both of those games tonight on AM 1240 KFMO. One other softball matchup on Tuesday. 
North County hosts Sekman, and on the volleyball side, another whole host of contests there as well. Central is at home against Windsor, while St. Genevieve travels and plays Festus. The North County Lady Raiders host Valley Catholic, and the Potosi Lady Trojans, they continue the road trip at Union. Bismarck is at DeSoto. St. Paul hosts South Iron. Kingston is at home against Viburnum, and Lesterville plays at Valley Caledonia, and Arcadia Valley is at home to get their home opener against Dexter. Boys soccer, the Windsor Tournament, North County plays against Sackman. Girls tennis, three matches. North County at Farmington, Arcadia Valley hosts Saxony Lutheran, Fredericktown is at Potosi, and girls golf, St. Genevieve and Farmington do battle in Farmington, Missouri. Keep it on the local side, Mineral Area College. It's a Tuesday. We get you another Mac Minute. This week in Mac Sports, the Mineral Area Lady Cardinals on the volleyball side went 4-0 in a Chattanooga State Tournament over the weekend. And some soccer news as the Lady Cardinals have a scheduled change and we get some baseball news out of Mineral Area College's athletic director Jim Gerwitz as well. On the volleyball side, it was the opening weekend tournament in Chattanooga State and Mineral Area beat Sneed State, Bevel State, Calhoun Community College and Wallace State Community College all in straights. So in total, the Lady Cardinals return home Wednesday, get their home opener where we have coverage on KFMO and KFMO Sports Plus. 6 o'clock pregame, 6.30 opening serve when the Lady Cardinals host the St. Louis Community College Lady Archers. Mineral Area Lady Cardinals soccer and they had a schedule change. Their conference matchup Wednesday against State Fair was canceled as State Fair didn't have enough players to make a full roster. So that game won't stand but the men's soccer game against State Fair will still go on on Wednesday. And Mineral Area College baseball, they're getting a turf area around home plate. Here's Jim Gerwitz with more. They're putting some turf in on the home plate area so wear and tear on the field you know less maintenance plus you know we just started JV baseball so now we have like 80 baseball players so you know that, that field's going to get used a bunch if you're in the market for a car think smart think car smart where buying a car isn't rocket science visit them at thinkcarsmart.com that's your car smart mac minute from that major league baseball the st louis cardinals begin a three-game series with the san diego padres on monday our own mike reese recaps the action as adam wainwright once again vying for career win 199 garrett cooper went three for five and drove in three runs to lead the padres past the cardinals four to one at the first game of a three-game series matt carpenter drove in the other san diego run paul goldschmidt hit his 22nd home run of the season for st louis the winning pitcher is blake snell he's 11 and 9 after working seven innings and giving up no runs on two hits he's Struck out nine. The loss goes to Adam Wainwright. He's three and ten after giving up one run on eight hits over six innings. I know I don't have the, the best stuff that I've ever had right now, but I, I sure can compete with it. And uh, I can go out and make pitches and, and keep them off balance and work in and out and change speeds. The save goes to Josh Hader, his 28th. The Redbirds have lost four straight and 10 of 12. The final, Padres four, Cardinals one in St. Louis. I'm Mike Reeves. Mike, thanks. Cards manager Oliver Marmol. Why did his team struggle against San Diego starting pitcher Blake Snell? He He's a pretty good pitcher, and uh, he's, got, he's got swing and miss in the zone, out of the zone. I thought we did a pretty good job of not chasing him around at times, um, but he can still beat you in the zone. Overall, um, he was in and out of the zone. We knew that going into this game, but we couldn't cash in any runs. The Cards are currently on a four-game losing streak. Here is Marmol again on his team having scored just four total runs during those four games. You're going to go through stretches that you don't hit. That's uh, what we're experiencing at the moment. Uh, we've gone through stretches where we've hit a ton and uh, we were giving up a lot of runs. So 
uh, right now is one of those where our guys aren't feeling great at the plate. Some guys are, some guys aren't, and uh, it's hard to get to just string together at bats. Game two of the three-game series between the Cardinals and Padres is tonight from Busch Stadium. 5.50 pregame on B104.3. First pitch at 6.45. It'll be Zach Thompson getting the start. He's 3-5 and five for the Redbirds. NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs await week one of the NFL season, night one of the NFL season, Thursday, September 7th, when they host the Detroit Lions to open the year in which they defend a Super Bowl title, and they start it September 7th. You can hear that game on AM 1240 KFMO. The NASCAR Cup Series races in the round of 16, the first week of the playoffs. This Sunday, they're at Darlington Raceway. Coverage on AM 1240 KFMO has pre-race at 4 o'clock. The green flag waving on the Southern 500 at 5 with the Motor Racing Network. Major League Soccer St. Louis City SC is off until tomorrow. They host Dallas back home in City Park in St. Louis. And NCAA football, the Missouri Tigers begin their season with week one of the college football season. Thursday night, they're at home against South Dakota. We heard from Eli Drinkwitz on the offensive line yesterday. What is he going to be looking for from his defense in the opener? We need to see who we really are on defense. And we need 11 guys playing f uh, fast and physical. And we need to see, you know, can we dominate in the run game? Um, can we cover? Can we pressure the quarterback? Can we create takeaways? Um, that's what our identity's been, and that's what we need it to be moving forward. Missouri and South Dakota Thursday kicking off the college football season for the Missouri Tigers. Two nights later, the SEMO Redhawks open their season Saturday night at 6 when they play against Kansas State. And NHL, we're under a month until preseason hockey. Stay tuned for more on the St. Louis Blues throughout the month of September. That's sports. I'm Jared Pettis. Mmm, -mm, this chicken tender basket from Dairy Queen is so delicious, so crispy, so tender, dipped with ranch. Oh, man, how about the two-cheese deluxe double-stack burger that has two seasoned real beef patties topped with perfectly melted, sharp American and white cheddar, tomato, onion, lettuce, pickles, ketchup, and mayo on a soft and toasted bun, and the frozen blizzards, cookies and cream, strawberry heath, and so much more. Visit your local Potosi Dairy Queen at 777 Purcell Drive. The Missouri Army National Guard can help you get the education you need to land the career you've always wanted. The Guard will pay up to 100% of your tuition for up to 39 credit hours per academic year at 90 colleges and tech schools across the state. You're eligible as soon as you enlist. Learn more about the many benefits that come with serving part-time in the Missouri Army National Guard. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard, aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association in this station. For the best in local dirt track racing, come out to the St. Francis County Raceway. With races every Saturday, St. Francis County Raceway has all the adrenaline-charged action you can handle. St. Francis County Raceway is located right behind Hefner's at the fairgrounds exit off Highway 67 in Farmington. Tickets are available at the gate. For more info, visit sfcraceway.com. That's sfcraceway.com. Dan, which do you prefer, classic round or thin crust pizza? Hmm, that's tough, Charlotte. I love both. Well, great news. Little Caesars has a terrific deal with a large, crispy, and thin crust pepperoni pizza for only $7.99. Thin and crispy pepperoni for $7.99? Yep, and it's every day, hot and ready at Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge. I'm cruising my 59 to Little Caesars for a thin and crispy pepperoni for only $7.99. Dan, can I have a ride? 
This is the start from KFMO. I think I'd take a ride for a pizza right now. It's uh, 823, and it's time for our Farmington City Government Report. Let's go to the phone lines. We have City Administrator Greg Beavers on the line with us this morning. Good morning, Greg. How are you? Doing well, Mike. Thank you. How are you today? Well, great. Boy, this is beautiful weather. Uh, we just recently got out of that heat, excessive heat warning thing, and uh, it's just so nice today, isn't it? Oh, it feels wonderful. I hope it uh, keeps us up till spring. Yeah, that would be really nice, but well, you know how that goes. Oh, well. Uh, anyway, we wanted to talk with you about uh, some things that happened with your uh, city council meeting and some hearings you had. Uh, the tax hearing was, uh, I guess, uh, was that last night? It was. We had our annual tax rate hearing um, each year. The city council is required to hold a public hearing and establish its property tax rate uh, for the coming year. Um, now, that tax rate is based on a calculation and a formula that you, you have to do in accordance with Missouri statute. Um, it limits the increase that uh, in revenue that the city can realize uh, due to reassessments of properties and things to a, an annual um, CPI index that's generated by the state auditor's office. Good news for Farmington voters this year is that our tax rate remained unchanged from last year. It's effectively 41 cents per hundred dollars of assessed valuation, and uh, you know it's it's been pretty low for a number of years. The actual tax rate that was approved by the voters of Farmington many years ago was 84 cents per hundred dollars assessed valuation. Um, down through a number of years in the um, mid 1990s, early 2000s, Farmington rolled back the tax rate. We were going through kind of an extensive growth period. And uh, once you roll it back, you can't increase it. You're, you're stuck with those Hancock increases. So, um, you know, the, the tax rate is effectively half of what was actually approved by the voters. You know, when you when you mentioned that tax rate from uh, back then, I, I just I had to stop and take it, do a double take, you know, <laughs> like you see people do. Uh, that's an amazing thing to have that roll back like that and to have it stay the same, especially when we're watching, you know, everything in the world practically go up on us. So uh, uh, that's really great news. We're visiting with Greg Beavers, by the way. He's the city administrator of the Far uh, city of Farmington. It's the Farmington City Government Report. Um, you also worked with MoDOT a little bit uh, on something that's going to go out on Highway 67. Well, it is. We've been working for quite a while with MoDOT to put a monument sign, um, an, an exact duplicate of the one we put northbound on 67 down by the intersection of Perrine Road uh, for folks that are traveling from the south. Um, took a little bit of time to find a suitable location for the southbound uh, traffic lane on 67 that uh, met the requirements of MoDOT and things. We finally got that resolved with MoDOT, uh, so we're working through the final paperwork and final uh, agreements so that we construct that monument sign. But it'll create a nice, uh, nice entrance to Farmington for folks passing through. Uh, and just recognize that we're proud of our city and, and we're proud to call it home. And uh, something that came up on the agenda, uh, I understand, was the uh, conflict of interest ordinance. This is something that's, uh, I, I guess you could say it's government business, you know, one of those types of things, but it's very important. We do it every two years in accordance with state statute. Um, if a community elect, um, adopts a, a um, disclosure uh, of potential conflicts ordinance, it, it means that our city councilmen and other elected officials don't have to file a disclosure report with the uh, Missouri Ethics Commission. And it's it's um, something that was created in statute many, many years ago. So we adopt this ordinance every other year. 
Greg, uh, something I didn't talk to you about before the interview, but I saw you yesterday at the groundbreaking. I didn't have a chance to talk to you there either. There were so many people. Uh, but the groundbreaking for the new medical office building for Parkland Health Center, that's going to have such an impact on the entire community, not just Farmington. Uh, what would your comment be about the center? Well, it's very exciting. You know, rural health care, and we're still very much a rural community, is just very, very challenging. And we are, you know, so extremely fortunate in, in Farmington to have Parkland Health Center and have them be a part of the BJC healthcare system on a larger scale uh, so that we have access to good quality health care right here locally. Um, you know, as I understand it, the, the new building will free up space in the old medical arts building and the former medical arts building. So they can do some remodeling work in that space and bring on some additional specialists into uh, the local market to provide health care for people. But, you know, anytime you see a um, relatively small community in, in a little bit outstate Missouri that benefits from having a growing and prospering hospital, it's just fantastic. So we're proud, you know, for the hospital, we're proud of the board of directors and the staff over there that have, have uh, kept our hospital in such good condition. and and uh, have kept the needs of health care met here in our community and continue to move forward. It really is something uh, when you think about it. And by November, I think, is uh, November of 2024 is when I think it's uh, supposed to be opening its doors. That's a projected date. Greg, anything else going in Farmington you'd like to share with us? No, I just always want to remind folks that there are a lot of, uh, a lot of people out working in the streets, um, doing utility work around Farmington, and, of course, our emergency services personnel. So... You know, please remember to put your uh, phone down. Don't text when you drive, which is technically illegal in the state of Missouri now anyway, as of yesterday. So uh, hopefully people will remember to do that. Everybody can go home safe. Certainly will. Greg, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Mike. Have a good day. You too. That's Greg Beavers, City Administrator for Farmington with the Farmington City Government Report on KFMO. Now stay tuned. Up next, we're going to have a newscast, but the weather forecast before that on AM 1240. Hey guys, Cody Newkirk here, Car Smart of Jackson and Farmington, Missouri. One great website, www.thinkcarsmart.com. That's www.thinkcarsmart.com. Almost 100 vehicles in stock offering makes and models and financing for almost everyone. Shop 24-7 at www.thinkcarsmart.com and pick out your next vehicle. So when you're in the market for a car, think smart, think car smart. We're buying a car isn't rocket science just got off work the kids are hungry and you don't feel like cooking no problem domino's has you covered order online at domino's.com for different specials on pizza chicken wings pasta and more oh did i mention the desserts there's something for everybody there's a domino's in your neighborhood locally owned and operated in park hills Bontaire, farmington potosi fredericktown and st genevieve order right now at domino's.com Sunshine today, our high temperatures this afternoon run around 85. Later on tonight, mainly clear and overnight low will drop down in the low to mid-60s. We should see sunshine low 80s on Wednesday and then more of the same Thursday with blue sky and sunshine will manage the lower 80s. Friday, Sunday skies 85. We're on our way to 90 with sunshine on Saturday. Sunday sunshine are high in the low to mid-90s. From the Parklands 24-hour weather center, I'm meteorologist... Sally Russell. Local news you can trust. This is the Parklands Freedom Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Here's Mike Ramsey. Good morning. It's Tuesday, August 29th, and the time is 8.32. 
In this newscast, we're going to talk about millions awarded for pavement improvements to Pace Construction Company from MoDOT. Also, we'll hear more about the Missouri Job Center at Park Hills working with a local business to hire people. And the 2023 Deloge Labor Day picnic is this weekend starting Friday night. It runs through Monday in Deloge City Park. The event is presented by the Deloge Chamber of Commerce board member Luke Mell says the Jeep Show is one of the first events to begin the weekend, and it starts at 6 p.m. Friday. It is fun, and uh, this is always something that we do. It kind of kicks off the picnic. Uh, people bring their Jeeps from all around, park them there in the park at one of the pavilions. Uh, we've got a great sponsor, Midwest Sports Center. And the music gets started, the food vendors are there, and then we, those Jeeps just roll in. And they are looking. Mel also reminds you the all-you-can-ride wristbands are $15 each, and they're available at all Deloge banks. The wristbands are good for Friday and Sunday, and they're only good for one day. The Deloge Labor Day Picnic Parade will be held Monday at 9 a.m. The Missouri Job Center at Park Hills is working with the Brick House Social, a new business in Lettington, to hire additional workers. A business outreach regional trainer for the Southeast region with the Job Center, Deborah Thompson, says you don't necessarily have to have professional skills for the job. They are looking to fill a lot of positions from hostess to, to cook to axe thrower coach. And the good thing about these jobs is that they're on the job training. For more information on the jobs, contact Brickhouse Social in Lettington or visit the Missouri Job Center at Park Hills on Parkway Drive. MoDOT officials are awarding $7.5 million in pavement improvements to Pace Construction Company for work in the parkland. An area engineer with MoDOT, Chris Crocker, says these routes are in Iron and Reynolds counties. Route in that would be over by the Johnson shut-ins area from Route 21 near Pilot Knob to Route 21 near Lesterville, Missouri. And then Route TT from Route KK to Route 72 in Reynolds County and then Route KK from 32 to 72 near Bunker, Missouri in Iron and Reynolds County. According to Crocker, the work would see new overlays for those routes. That construction work should begin in 2024. And that's news from AM 1240. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting for KFMO News from the Collins News Desk for this Tuesday, August 29th. It's 834 Sports is next with Jared Pettis, so stay tuned. And remember, check our website, kfmo.com. It's time for a look at sports. I'm Jared Pettis on the local side. A lot of teams beginning their high school volleyball season. That includes the Potosi Lady Trojans and West County Lady Bulldogs. It was played at West County High School. Potosi wins it in straights, 25-14, 25-21, 25-9. In fact, all but one contest was won in straights. That one being the Fredericktown Lady Black Cats beating the Hercules. Millennium Black Cats, 25-11, 23-25, The rest go in straights. North County falls to Hillsboro, 24-16-19. Jackson beats last season's Class 3 third-place finisher St. Genevieve, 15-9-15. Bismarck sweeps Marquand, 7-5-19. And Arcadia Valley sweeps Kingston, 13-4-11. And the St. Paul Lutheran Lady Giants fall to St. Vincent, 25-14, 25-11. 
11, 25-10. The North County Lady Raiders on the softball diamond were in DeSoto. They lost that one 12-8, while the Fredericktown Lady Black Cats were at home against Jefferson. They win it 9-5. In girls tennis, Fredericktown topped Charleston 9-0 as well. And boys soccer, St. Paul played host to Westwood Baptist. Today on the local side, a broadcast doubleheader, softball volleyball, and it starts with the Festus Tigers at Farmington Knights. The Knights open up a new field, Ragsdale Field, at Ingler Park in Farmington. They cut the ribbon on that just before first pitch at 4.30. Our pregame coverage starts at 4 o'clock on AM 1240 KFMO. Our second broadcast of the night on the volleyball side also features the Knights when Farmington hosts Cape Notre Dame. That one has an expected start time around 6.30. We'll have coverage starting as soon as the softball game between the Festus Tigers and Farmington Knights concludes. Again, coverage of both of those games tonight on AM 1240 KFMO. One other softball matchup on Tuesday. North County hosts Sackman and on the volleyball side, another whole host of contests there as well. Central is at home against Windsor while St. Genevieve travels and plays Festus. The North County Lady Raiders host Valley Catholic and the Potosi Lady Trojans. They continue the road trip at Union. Bismarck is at DeSoto. St. Paul hosts South Iron. Kingston is at home against Viburnum and Lesterville plays at Valley Caledonia and Arcadia Valley is at home to get their home opener against Dexter. Boys soccer, the Windsor Tournament, North County plays against Sackman. Girls tennis, three matches. North County at Farmington, Arcadia Valley hosts Saxony Lutheran, Fredericktown is at Potosi, and girls golf, St. Genevieve and Farmington do battle in Farmington, Missouri. Keep it on the local side, Mineral Area College. It's a Tuesday. We get you another Mac Minute. This week in Mac Sports, the Mineral Area Lady Cardinals on the volleyball side went 4-0 in a Chattanooga State Tournament over the weekend. And some soccer news as the Lady Cardinals have a schedule change and we get some baseball news out of Mineral Area College's athletic director Jim Gerwitz as well. On the volleyball side it was the opening weekend tournament in Chattanooga State and Mineral Area beat Sneed State, Bevel State, Calhoun Community College and Wallace State Community College all in straights so in total the Lady Cardinals return home Wednesday get their home opener where we have coverage on KFMO and KFMO Sports Plus 6 o'clock pregame 6.30 opening serve when the Lady Cardinals host the St. Louis Community College Lady Archers. Mineral Area Lady Cardinals soccer and they had a schedule change. Their conference matchup Wednesday against State Fair was canceled as State Fair didn't have enough players to make a full roster so that game won't stand but the men's soccer game against State Fair will still go on on Wednesday. And Mineral Area College baseball they're getting a turf area around home plate. Here's Jim Gerwitz with more. They're putting some turf in on the home plate area so wear and tear on the field you know less maintenance plus you know we just started JV baseball so now we have like 80 baseball players so you know that that field's going to get used a bunch. If you're in the market for a car think smart think car smart where buying a car isn't rocket science visit them at thinkcarsmart.com. That's your car smart Mac Minute. From that Major League Baseball the St. Louis Cardinals begin a three-game series with the San Diego Padres on Monday. Our own Mike Reeves recaps the action as Adam Wainwright once again vying for career win 199. Garrett Cooper went three for five and drove in three runs to lead the Padres past the Cardinals four to one in the first game of a three-game series. Matt Carpenter drove in the other San Diego run. Paul Goldschmidt hit his 22nd home run of the season for St. Louis. The winning pitcher is Blake Snell. He's 11 and nine after working seven innings and giving up no runs on two hits. He struck out nine. The loss goes to Adam Wainwright. He's three and ten after giving up one run on eight hits over six innings. I know I don't have the, the best stuff that I've ever had right now, but I, I sure can compete with it and uh, I can go out and make pitches and, and keep them off balance and work in and out and 
change speeds. The same goes to Josh Hader, his 28th. The Redbirds have lost four straight in 10 of 12. The final, Padres four, Cardinals one in St. Louis. I'm Mike Reeves. Mike, thanks. Cards manager Oliver Marmol. Why did his team struggle against San Diego starting pitcher Blake Snell? He's a pretty good pitcher, and uh, he's, got, he's got swing and miss in the zone, out of the zone. I thought we did a pretty good job of not chasing him around at times, um, but he can still beat you in the zone. Overall, um, he was in and out of the zone. We knew that going into this game, but we couldn't cash in any runs. The Cards are currently on a four-game losing streak. Here is Marmol again on his team having scored just four total runs during those four games. You're going to go through stretches that you don't hit. That's uh, what we're experiencing at the moment. Uh, we've gone through stretches where we've hit a ton, and uh, we were giving up a lot of runs. So... Uh, right now is one of those where our guys aren't feeling great at the plate. Some guys are, some guys aren't, and uh, it's hard to get her, to just string together at bats. Game two of the three-game series between the Cardinals and Padres is tonight from Bush Stadium. 5.50 pregame on B104.3. First pitch at 6.45. It'll be Zach Thompson getting the start. He's 3-5 and five for the Redbirds. NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs await week one of the NFL season, night one of the NFL season, Thursday, September 7th, when they host the Detroit Lions to open the year in which they defend a Super Bowl title and they start it September 7th. You can hear that game on AM 1240 KFMO. The NASCAR Cup Series races in the round of 16 the first week of the playoffs this Sunday. They're at Darlington Raceway. Coverage on AM 1240 KFMO has pre-race at 4 o'clock. The green flag waving on the Southern 500 at 5 with the Motor Racing Network. Major League Soccer St. Louis City SC is off until tomorrow. They host Dallas back home in in City Park in St. Louis. And NCAA football, the Missouri Tigers begin their season with week one of the college football season. Thursday night, they're at home against South Dakota. We heard from Eli Drinkwitz on the offensive line yesterday. What is he going to be looking for from his defense in the opener? We need to see who we really are on defense. And we need 11 guys playing f uh, fast and physical. And we need to see, you know, can we dominate in the run game? Um, can we cover? Can we pressure the quarterback? Can we create takeaways? Um, that's what our identity's been, and that's what we need it to be moving forward. Missouri and South Dakota Thursday kicking off the college football season for the Missouri Tigers. Two nights later, the SEMO Redhawks open their season Saturday night at 6 when they play against Kansas State. And NHL, we're under a month until preseason hockey. Stay tuned for more on the St. Louis Blues throughout the month of September. That's sports. I'm Jared Pettis. You know Mineral Area Overhead Door has sold and installed garage doors and openers since 1978, but we also have windows, patio covers, screen rooms, and more. Check out our beautiful showroom on Highway 67 in Farmington or visit mineralareador.com. Need a hinge, cable, remote? Yeah, we've got that. Mineral Area Door has a huge inventory of parts for your convenience. Call 431-6123 or visit our website at mineralareador.com. Serving you since 1978. The Brickhouse Social Luddy-Tid, the area's newest hangout for all ages. Come by for a game of laser tag or duck pit. Check out the arcade games and throw an axe or two. Hungry? The Brickhouse Social has a delicious menu to fill you up and daily drink specials to quench your thirst. There's so much going on at the Brickhouse Social. Stop by the Brickhouse Social in St. Francis Plaza in Luddington next to Rob's Guns or visit BrickhouseSocial.com. 
For reliable shipping and printing services, it's time to choose the UPS Store in Farmington and Deloge. Locally owned and operated, the UPS Store is your go-to location for all things shipping, printing, and more. They are easy to find at 614 Walmart Drive in Farmington or 1131 North Deloge Drive inside the Parkland Health Mart Pharmacy. And the staff at the UPS Store are ready to meet and exceed your expectations. Visit today the UPS Store in Farmington and Deloge. It's 844 from KFMO. We have a beautiful morning. The sun is shining and the temperature now from our weather center is 63 degrees. Nice stuff. Enjoy it while we have it. We have a special interview coming up. It's with uh, Chris Dinkins. She is the state representative for the 144th District, and that's coming up next on AM 1240. Is your insurance company like that cousin who only calls when he needs money? It might be time to see me, Chris Morrison, your good neighbor State Farm agent in Farmington. I'll show you why State Farm has been the number one name in insurance for over 70 years. Personal service, big savings on your auto, home, or life insurance, and fast claim service when you need us. Contact me today, and I'll show you how to get to a better state with a better rate. Learn more online at chrismorrisonagency.com. Are you having car troubles? Is your check engine light on? Dunlap Automotive Solutions at 210 East Main Street in Park Hills is open seven days a week with the best customer service, pricing, and diagnostic equipment available. Whether you've got transmission issues, engine problems, including timing belt and head gaskets, need engine repair, fleet service, or you're just due for an oil change, Dunlap Automotive Solutions on 210 East Main Street in Park Hills is your automotive solutions specialist. Call 573-431-5100 and get your vehicle fixed today. In times of financial uncertainty, how can you stay on track? Call on someone who's invested in your success. I'm Brandon Penberthy, your Deloge Edward Jones Financial Advisor. At Edward Jones, we believe in building a complete picture of your financial life, including your unique goals and passions, so we can help you work towards achieving what's most important to you. Call me at 573-431-2950 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. This is the start from KFMO. We have another interview for you. This will take us up just about to the top of the hour and help us uh, end the program with some good information today. We have the representative for the 144th District in Missouri, Chris Dinkins, on the phone lines. Good morning, Representative. How are you? I'm good. How about you, Mike? Doing great. Boy, this, this is beautiful weather we have this morning, and I'm not sure what part of our country you're in as far as the parkland, but uh, I'm sure it looks great. Oh, it's much better than what we've had recently, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can definitely agree with you on that. Um, well, we wanted to just jump right into this uh, discussion today about uh, a Senate run. You've decided to run for senator. Um, in what district? And uh, let's see, what what's, uh, what's driving you to do that? Okay. This will be the 27th senatorial district, and this is not really something I had planned to do. However, our current senator, Holly Rader, announced that she was going to be running for lieutenant governor. And we know when the political realm, when the doors open, you better walk through it or it doesn't happen again for maybe another eight years or so. And so the timing was right. And so I decided to put my name in the hat. Well, that is, uh, that's quite a story to start the whole thing off, and I just would like to ask you uh, why you think you would make a good fit for that seat. Well, I'm not running because I'm trying to climb the political la ladder. I'm currently not t termed out, so I could stay right here 
doing what I'm doing. But uh, I'm exploring this race because the last few years as chairman of the House Republican caucus, I've seen the House Republicans pass significant pieces of conservative legislation with attempts to reform the government. And, you know, I know you've seen this too, Mike, and they've just went over to the Senate and they've died. And it doesn't do us any good if we have a Republican supermajority in the House that passes these conservative bills if the Senate, if the Senate isn't willing to get them across the finish line. I agree with you 100%. I remember when Gary Romine was uh, in the Senate, and he and I talked about the same thing. Um, I would see, you know, Republicans take the Senate, they take the House, and you automatically think, oh, well, we can get some work done here. And, and it was like you hit a brick wall. It just stopped at a certain point. So I agree with you on that, and, and I, I hope that things would run a lot smoother. And I think with your experience, and many people don't know maybe, that uh, you've had a lot of experience in the Capitol. Mike, you cut out there just for a minute, the last thing you said. Oh, I, I was just talking about your experience in the Capitol. You've, oh. uh, you've had a lot of experience there in Jefferson City. Yeah, I've kind of had uh, all aspects of, of that. Uh, you know, I've done a lot of grassroots effort and uh, helped different candidates run races over the years and then went to the Capitol as a legislative assistant for Representative uh, Paul Fitzwater and uh, then a legislator. And I've held uh, places on the House leadership team as a chairwoman. And so, yeah, I've had a lot of different experience in the building. And I think that I could take these over to the Senate and uh, be a good for our area. Yeah, I think that somebody with the perspective you have, because of all those different positions, you've seen it from different angles. So uh, what won't work in this door might work in the other door. So it's, it's something that I think would be a good thing for you. Um, and and I actually, you know, you've you've seen a lot in the building too. You you look, you've been to the building, and you've followed uh, elected officials, and you you know that we have not really had a lot of rural representation in the Senate over the years. And I think that that would be a good uh, place for me to the good fit as a rural senator to help represent our rural our rural values across the state. I think you're right about that, and, and I've seen your actions before. You're not somebody that just talks about it. You talk about it, but you also take action. I've seen you stand up to the Missouri Department of Conservation and uh, many other organizations with, uh, uh, you know, different issues that have come up. Uh, yes, um, sometimes that gets me in a little hot water at times with them, but I believe in standing up for, for the people of your district and for, you know, what you believe in. And um, I had somebody recently tell me that they liked what I did because um, I don't go looking for a fight, but I'm not going to back down from when I see what's right. And um, I hope that people see that in me. Well, good luck on the race. Uh, I think you'll do well. And I guess... We can shift gears now and talk about uh, what's been going on with uh, the laws that have been taking effect here lately. We had a story yesterday that had a big list. It was a long story of uh, different bills that were taking effect. One bill is kind of controversial, and it's Senate Bill 190. Now, I, I think I understand the basic gist of the bill, that it's to give seniors a tax break, and counties can either opt in or opt out of this. Those are about the two things that I know, and that's just about it. Now, uh, Representative, I'm sure you have a lot more that you can tell us about that. 
<laughs> well, I think everybody's pretty much on the same page as you. There's just really a lot of uncertain at this time about how this bill is actually going to be implemented and how it's going to actually uh, work within our different counties. And, you know, you're right. The gist of the bill was to give seniors a break, and I think we're all in favor of that. However, this bill does have a lot of gray area. I recently spoke with the tax commission on this, and, you know, they're not even sure of everything in it and how it would work. And one thing is that they do not have any authority to promulgate the rules or anything to make any changes to this. So anything that would be changed is going to need to be done legislatively again. Um, and, you know, I think that our local counties, uh, that the organizations that they belong to, the Missouri Association of Counties and some of those, I think all our counties will probably be having a lot of discussion about how they will try to come up with a, a uniform plan in, into implementing this. But I think it's going to be a real challenge uh, to get this, to get this uh, going. Yeah, I agree with you there. And uh, the thing I've heard from county government here in St. Francis County is that, boy, we'd, we'd love to do this, but we need to take a look at it and make sure it's not going to hurt other areas when we stop this tax on whatever it might be on. Um, when we stop the tax, you've, if that's used to fund something, whatever's getting the funding is not going to have that anymore. So that's part of the problem. Is that a correct assumption, I guess? Oh, that's, you know, a big part of the problem. And, you know, I don't think uh, our county governments are opposed to giving our seniors a break. I think they'd all love to do that. But, you know, the bottom line is, especially in, in this area here, is that, you know, we are not, you know, we are are the working class part of the state. And we do not have a lot of extra funding in our budgets. They, they are not lush with that that we can do a lot of cuts with. And, and we get by with the necessities and we still have things that we would need to get done, not just once, but we still have a lot of needs within the county that need to be taken care of. And so it is a concern of those that are making budget decisions of how they're going to fund these issues uh, once this would go into effect if it would. Now, this does go into effect if the county puts it on the ballot or if a referendum is uh, brought up by the people. Right. That's another important part of that. Um, are there any other bills you'd like to talk about, or should we talk about maybe budget dollars? Because those are really important, too. Well, you know, budget dollars are very important, and, you know, a lot of times we talk about the budget as a whole, and um, it is, when you stack those budget books, one one on top of another, Mike, they are about six foot tall, so there's a whole <laughs> lot that goes into that, and it does take a, a lot of time, and, you know, when you vote on it, you're not voting on each line item you are voting on a package deal and you know you've got to take the good with the bad and a lot of times that's a hard pill to swallow at times um, however i was very happy this year that i was able to get some important line items in for uh, my legislative district um, lesterville uh, they have a lot of uh, children that attend the public school that are placed there 
by their wards of the state, and that's a big uh, financial burden on them. So the last several years, I've been able to get a quarter of a million in the budget for them to help them uh, offset that that they're the education that they are not getting local tax dollars for those children. So that's a big thing for them. Uh, Ellington has haven't been having a sewer project uh, that's a big issue that they haven't had money to fund and it could be a not good issue if it doesn't get repaired soon uh, got a line item in there for that for five million to repair that um, very happy about that uh, Potosi airport expansion one million uh, the Marble Hill entrepreneurial center 2.2 million uh, so those were some of the highlights uh, that we were able to get in. Those are all really good things for our area. And, of course, you know, the mining royalties that passed, um, which is going to be signed into law on Thursday, um, actually a ceremonial signing that the governor is going to be doing in Jefferson City. So I'm excited that, that that's finally done. And uh, we just really had a lot of good things, I felt like, for our area, of course, the state did have extra revenues this year, which made it um, easier to get some of the line items in. I did have one line item that was vetoed. Um, was a disappointment. Um, I had $1.5 million in the budget for Viburnum for an, a, a child adult daycare center. And they have already had the other 50. It was going to be a 50-50 match. And um, that was vetoed by the governor. And I will do my best to see if we can't get that in there next year. That sounds like a great effort you put in there. Um, I wanted to mention something before we uh, let you go today. We have about two and a half minutes or something like that left. But the governor is actually going to be in Bonterre at Parkland Health Center North, the small facility. Um, to sign House Bill 402 that deals with rural health care. That's quite an accomplishment. Uh, yes, it is. And I believe that was Representative Mike Henderson's bill. And um, I was very supportive of that bill. And I actually had an amendment on that bill for uh, the ge geographic proximity requirements for nurses and collaborative practices of in that bill and that's for um like aprns they have to be within 75 mile radius of their collaborating physician uh in order to practice and that has been a hindrance in our correctional facilities uh, we have nurse practitioners that travel from one correctional facility to another and that was sometimes uh getting them uh out of the 75 mile range so they weren't really able to practice like they should be able to um, and so we were able to get that amendment put in there that was going to change that proximity to 200 miles which would uh, allow us to better utilize our nurse practitioners and our correctional facilities. There are so many things to look at and make sure our uh just checked out properly in all these bills. It's amazing. And uh, thank you for your time today, Representative. Good luck in the senatorial race. We appreciate you so much. And uh, I'm out of time or else we'd keep talking. But thanks again. We appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. You have a great day. All right. You too. That is Chris Dinkins, State Representative for the 144th District in Missouri here on AM 1240, helping us cap out the show for today. We'll be back with another edition of The Start tomorrow morning on KFMO. It's 9 o'clock.
AM 1240 KFMO, the Parklands Freedom Leader. And online at KFMO.